Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. As usual, life can be a little bit miserable, life can be a little bit dark. So we're technically here, and I say we, um, become clear in a minute to bring you a little bit of light and a little bit of joy. Hi Bradley, sort of joined by Stu, but he'll be joining later because work commitments, family commitments mean that we can't get on schedule this week. Um, so we're recording separately. Uh, Stu will talk about a couple of games in a bit. I'll talk about a couple now. Stu will do his magic and bring it all together so it makes some kind of coherent sense. Just a bit of housekeeping. I'm not going to do too much, but if you're listening to this, we've just started a new weekly indie roundup on the site, which you can check out. Uh, Please do. And in the new year, we're going to try and play more video content, some exclusive stuff, hopefully, try and get Patreon going. It's becoming really expensive to keep the lights on uh, with hosting costs and so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, we'll try and make it worth your while. If you do listen and you can spare a pound um, <laughs> a month, then we will make sure you get some exclusive content could be unedited podcast stuff i mean probably this stuff you're listening to because she'll probably cut it out because i ramble and obviously for the time being we're still on twitter i don't know how long that will last i don't because that's a dumpster fire at the moment um so we'll see we'll see what what happens there uh but that's it um talk about some games shall we uh, so I, I can't segue. It's very weird to segue with yourself. So no segue. I'm going to jump into... Uh, I've got three I'm going to talk about. One's really quick. It's called... Uh, what it's from? Invincible presents Atom Eve. Um, Invincible is a multimedia series, I think, that's on TV. I think I've seen it on like Prime Video or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but this is called Atom Eve, and it's like a visual novel, uh, action adventure type thing, uh, which I've started playing, and I, I I don't know what I think of it at the moment. It's intriguing, shall we say? It's intriguing. I think what I need to do is I think I need to watch the TV series that's on Prime. If it is, I think it is that. I recognise the characters. Um, but I've started playing it, and the story's pretty decent, actually. It's a pretty decent story going on in there. It's kind of got this choices matter type thing there that I'm hoping sort of expands itself later as you play. Um, there's some fairly light turn-based combat in there as well, but it's mostly a visual novel, and I think it's aimed squarely at people who enjoy the TV series, I suppose. Well, I suppose it's um, more the comic book. It's actually originally, that much I do know, it was originally a comic book. I thought it went straight from comic book to this. But anyway, um, but yeah, it, it, it's come across, it's superheroes um, in, their, in their universe, in their world, and you kind of follow whatever the story is that the game wants you to follow. And I think visual novels, and this is this is a case in point with this as well. Visual novels are starting to do a lot of interesting things. Um, they're trying to really integrate themselves with with other mediums and with the with the, the visual novel aspect still being the main the main pull 
um, for, for, for fans of those. But rather than it just being yet another, oh, you just sit here and you read through and make choices. The added combat, turn-based stuff here, just breaks things up nicely. Um, it's kept me intrigued. The The story's well-written. The visuals are, are pretty nice. Um, I'm not sure if they are a bit fan service in places, but I don't know if it's that's how it is in the in, in, in the uh, in the world of Invincible anyway. But yeah, there's, it's not questionable or anything like that. There's nothing sort of like I go, oh, I don't know if I should watch that. But it's just a couple of the graphic choices or visual choices in there are a bit. Hang on, is this trying to appeal to fan service type people? I I I I'm, I'm not sure, but. Overall, it's really well made. It's a solid, solid game. Um, and I, I think I've barely scratched the surface so far. Uh, played it on the Steam Deck and it's one I'll pick up and I'll play for like half an hour um, just to relax before bed. And yeah, it's a nice, enjoyable book, shall we Shall we say. Um, with bits to do in it. I, I, I just really, yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, and it's a tenner uh, um, as well so you know you're paying that if you're you know on Amazon for a, for a Kindle book or something well well worth it well worth it if you're into into that sort of thing anyway moving on from um, from visual novels let's go on to a genre I really like, one of my favourite genres actually over the past few years, and that's the roguelike deck builder. Um, and for this one, I've been playing Cobalt Core, which came out at the beginning of November, and I kind of didn't get round to it to start with, uh, but I have now. I have now got round to it, and I'm actually really annoyed with myself that I didn't get to it much, much earlier. It's a deck builder. In all the traditional sense, like you slay the spires and so on, where you you, you go through a, a map, a randomised map, and you choose your path, um, like you would in Slay the Spire, you take on enemies or you do events, etc, etc, you can upgrade, let, um, heal, all those different kinds of things that you would expect. Um, but what I really like is the one-on-one -on -one battles are basically space battles. You have your cannons, the enemy ships have their cannons, um, and you use cards to decide, are you going to fire on them, are you going to evade, you're going to block, uh, plus a mixture of other things, you've got to create great synergies. But the pull on this is you have three characters, and each of those characters has a certain type of card, so they have the strengths, their weaknesses, and you have to try and bring those together so that they work well together to take on the enemies. Uh, the more you play, the more you learn, the more you learn, the better you do, the better you do, the further you get, the more you die, the more you learn, and rinse and repeat. And you basically, you unlock more cards, more characters, more ways of playing. And it's a really, really fun, breezy deck builder um, with a sci-fi spin. And it's, um, yeah, really, really, really enjoying this one. Um, it's as far as I'm aware, it's single player only, which seems to be definitely a thing with this, because um, it is a Slade Aspire type one. I think I spoke about a game called Cross Blitz um, in our weekly roundup for week 48, which I thought could have some multiplayer at some point. This purely single player, 
Uh, it's got a really cool concept as well, so you can avoid completely to try and avoid shots. Uh, but you can also get cards and things that rearrange your ship. Um, and the layout of your ship, or you can make certain parts of your ship invisible or, you know, unhittable, things like that. And it really brings out the tactical thinking of it. Um, and the strategy element, I found myself, I've put a light deep into this, a good number of hours I've played now, and I am just really, really enjoying my time. The the cards are really simple to understand, really nicely made logos. Rather than going for the, the card art that a lot of these games sort of do, uh, which are lovely, I, I love those. It's purely simple. You, you get in the middle of your cards, you get a sword uh, for a shot, for an attack action, a shield for a block action, um, arrows for ev evasive actions and stuff like that. It's all very clear. It's all very colour-coded, um, nice chunky sprites. Um, so you're not looking, you're not trying to search. It's a an immediate understanding with the game. And I've, I think for someone who wants to come into deck builders and is maybe unsure or they felt a bit lost in the past i think this is a great intro to to the genre um and you know so far i feel like i barely scratched the surface um there's you know plenty of mixing and matching i could do with the characters and the cards and everything different paths i could take i went through one where i barely had a fight um unless i was forced into it because i got really lucky on the uh the map draw and that was really good. The in-between discussions with characters is really good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Star Fox with the interactions in a way. Um, if you play it, it all makes sense. Uh, but yeah, and the unlocks are pretty good as well. They don't just throw things at you at a super speed, but it's not overly held back as well. I've not unlocked everything yet, but I've had a good chance to, to allow my new unlocks to breathe. Um, and I feel a lot of games struggle to get that right. Cobalt Core here does that. Um, it allows you to to play with your unlocks a little bit. And yeah, I am really, really happy with this one. Um, check it out. And again, perfect on the Steam Deck as well. Playing it. Uh, no small text issues. No unreadable way. Uh, you, you, uh, uh, UI, nothing like that. Absolutely brilliantly perfect for the Steam Deck. Uh, and finally, um, an interesting game uh, that I've been playing is a real-time strategy tactics-based adventure, um, which is sort of historical in, in ways, but obviously it's an alternate history-type thing called Last Train Home. It's set after the Great War, and you basically take control of... Um, a group, shall we? I think it's just a group who are having to live on a train amidst um, a civil war that's going on. You, you have to go through uh, a bleak wilderness, a really, really bleak wilderness on, on this train, making stops um, where you then have to go on foot and explore, complete quests and missions, get into real time strategy battles. And right, Czechoslovakia, not 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 Czech Republic, because obviously it's Great War time, so obviously Czech Republic now. But yeah, it's based in the old Czechoslovakia. Um, and yeah, you've got a mine, well not mine, you've got a hunt for resources, kill 
troops in conflict if they if they're getting away or, or they try and attack try and keep everyone alive uh, loads of stuff going on it's a bleak looking game it, it, it's 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 brown um, in a lot of places but not like it's like oh everything's brown it, it's to give a bleakness to it and it works uh, but then you get into some sort of like wintry style levels where there's snow and ice and it, it does look lovely especially for like a top down or isometric whatever you want to call it call it game um, you have to make some really big decisions so it's kind of got that that frost punk thing where decisions you make aren't just black and white it's going to have that moment of, I'm going to choose this, and I know this is going to negatively affect these people, but I need to do this to protect these people. And can I do this? And you've really got to balance out what you're doing. You've got to have a, a think about morals within the game. It's all there, and each, each adventure, each quest you go on feels impactful. I've played a lot of these games where... You're going on your quest and they just feel like filler. Um, so far, this doesn't. This doesn't feel like it's got any f real filler to it. The um, the people management in there. So you've got to manage the crew on the train. You've got to manage who you're sending out on quests. Who you decide to bring in. How you do your upgrades. Um, it's it's done really, really well. And it's not overly convoluted. So like when I've played games that don't do this, oh, here's your main bulk of the questy action, here's the bits in between, like an XCOM, I found myself overwhelmed, like, I'm really stuck, I'm lost, I don't know what to do, because it's this is just too much for me, this has got a nice balance, the RTS stuff isn't, is stressful in the right ways, because it's challenging, but it's not, it's not impossible to get hold of, it's not, doesn't feel difficult to sort of like, get to grips with the game, and, do what you want to do in it. Um, and then the, the management side of it, that's not over overbearing either. You you know, you have to think about what you're doing, but it's all simply laid out. It's got a good user interface. Um, and yeah, I'm really, I don't want to say enjoying it because it's a stressful game to play. But for want of a better word, I am, I am enjoying this one. Um, I recently played... Jagged Alliance, which I thought was really, really good. Um, but I think I'm having more fun with, with this. Um, they're not exactly the same sort of game, but they they are, you know, they're adjacent, shall we say. They're, they're adjacent with each other. Uh, but I think I'm preferring this one to a, a game like Jagged Alliance so far. And yeah, and some people might not be too pleased. You know, it's a... £35 game, uh, which some people might not be too keen on, I suppose. But for me, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It plays well on the Steam Deck. The user interface isn't too bad. Um, it could do... We're at a stage now, I think, with the success of the Steam Deck, where games like this need to get experts in. They need to get someone in whose job is specifically... Working out the UI on smaller screens. And the Steam Deck's there. We've got a lot of people now maybe streaming to iPads or, or, or phones or, you know, or, or even smaller smaller monitors away from their main computer or the big TV or whatever. So we really do need to start thinking of ways we can improve UI. Um, this isn't the most egregious example, 
Uh, but it's one where I've got to be in the mood to play the game because I've got to fight the UI just enough that it's not just put it on and enjoy it. Um, I had to map a magnification button for myself um, at the sacrifice of of another button. Uh, and yeah, it's not ideal, but it does the job. But yeah, we need to see improvements because it's taking this from what is, I would suggest, a must-play to a, if you've got the right screen for it uh, or you're willing to fight through. And for me, the game is good enough. I'm willing to have that little bit of a fight just to play it, which says a lot. Uh, but anyway, that's it for me. That was Last Train Home, which is, yeah, it's really, really good. All three of the games I've just spoke about are out. So I'm going to step back. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to pass you over to Stu. It will take the rest of the podcast and knock it out the park and take it home. Over to you, Stu. Thank you, Mr. Brad. Yeah, when we do it like that, it almost seems like we know what we're doing, which is, yeah, that that's a, a terrible way of, you know, convincing the public we are something that we're not. Yeah, because we haven't got a clue. But I'm glad that I was able to get on to record. Been a really busy week, started a new job. You don't care about that. It's not interesting. And my work isn't interesting, so why would you want to know? It'd be great if I was like a, I don't know, an astronaut or something. I don't know. But no, I'm an IT middle manager. Really not very exciting. I have been playing some interesting games though. One of which is kind of a punishment from Brad. And one of which was a joy. So let's have a look at them. But before we do, I must say this, right? How come we, and I had to put up with it as well, put up with Brad rabbiting on about a game that he couldn't talk about and then he doesn't mention it when he can talk about it. And that game is SteamWorld Build, right? And he loves this game. He was absolutely rabid about it. So please go and check out his review on the website. Uh, it's a very good review, as always, from him. And have a look. And if you like it, buy the game. Because by all accounts, it's a cracker. But I haven't started play, playing anything that good. Oh, God, no. I played via a code given to me by Brad. A game that... Yeah, as I say, it's more punishment than it is pride. It's more violence than it is... I can't think of something that revives a V that's uh, positive victory. But yeah, it's a game called DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing. Now, you hear that title, and it's kind of an immediate red flag, isn't it? Let's face it. It's like, under what circumstances would I ever buy this game? And I can tell you what circumstances you'd buy the game under. You would buy the game if you were a parent of a young child and that young child wouldn't shut up until you bought the game for them. Yeah, that is the only scenario in which you are buying this game. Okay, I'm kidding, of course. You can buy any game you want. Should you buy this game? Well, okay. Now, with all that build up, you think I'm going to absolutely nuke this little bastard from orbit. But I'm actually not. Because, right, unlike what we, a couple of the games we were talking about last week, this isn't a terribly made game. It's a well-made game. So it's got all the car racer trappings that you'd expect. So it's bright, colourful. The tracks are decently designed. It's got all the characters that you recognise. Well, I don't so much because I don't have kids. And I've never really been into DreamWorks that much. So I recognised a few, obviously. I recognised the, the Madagascar ones. I recognised some of the Shrek ones, especially 
Shrek himself and Puss in Boots. Um, and a couple, I think, from that dragon one. Uh, yeah, after that I was tapping out a little bit. But <laughs> mostly recognisable and people who are into those films are going to be overjoyed. And they all have little vocal clips, you know, that they say stuff that is in character for what they would say in the movie. Like Donkey comes out with like stupid stuff um, that's supposedly funny. Basically, if you're above five years old, you're not going to find it extremely witty. You know, it's not, you know, thing, it's not been written by Oscar Wilde, you know, pal. Anyway, I only mention that because it's actually quite a big component of the game. Um, it's not just like Wario, you know, going, ah, ha, ha, or, you know, like the odd Mario going, it's a me clip. It's like constant. So if you're a parent on Christmas Day watching your kid play this, please make sure that you've got earplugs because you're going to get really fed up of it very, very fast. But this seems to be undercutting my, oh, it's actually a decent game thing. It is actually a decent game. It's totally boring if you've ever played any of these games before because it doesn't add anything particularly new. Now, I actually, I've not found much fun in the kart races for a long time, so I've not played that many. So tell me if this feature, you know, say in the comments or respond on the website, any of the socials, if this feature is in other games. But it's got this thing where you collect a token while you're going along and it, it starts a shortcut, which is uh, in the air. So it, it kind of like jumps barriers. And so you, you collect the shortcut and you jump up onto a elevated you know, road surface and if you go you're going along it's more difficult to control on that obviously because it's a shortcut and you, it's got to be a, a test and another shoot another icon will appear and if you grab that it will continue it and it can do this like three times and it's a really really neat way of going we won't just have the shortcuts dotted around the environment and when you know them you're always going to hit them it's a good way of going aha not only do you have to <coughs> be skilled enough to get the token whilst you're in the middle of, you know, fighting, taking a corner, all the usual cart stuff. Whilst you're on that thing, you have to get another token to extend that. So that's pretty clever. So if they've stolen that from somebody, that's really disappointing. I'm hoping it's a new feature. If it is a new feature, it's the best feature. All the racing is good in terms of it's got solid fundamentals. Physics are absolutely great. The jump system, when you hit jump barriers, absolutely fine. Uh, the AI is okay, not had any you know egregious problems with it. It does have you know rubber banding and it does have weapons that penalize you for being at the front because obviously they've just lifted and shifted that straight from Mario Kart. A feature of Mario Kart that I absolutely despise, by the way, and one of the reasons I don't play them anymore. Um, it's got loads of stuff in there from Sonic uh, All-Stars Racing. can't remember the uh, Sonic and Friends All-Stars Racing. That one from years ago that is really good. The one done by Sumo. Um, so, yeah, basically, I don't think it introduces much that would take you away from those games. If you want more, it's probably okay to buy. But really, it's directly aimed at little kids. And if you are genuinely, I'm not taking the piss for once, if you are genuinely looking for that kind of game, you know that your kids like racing games like that, and also particularly they want to play in a bunch, it might be one to pick up for them. Because it's not an awful game by any stretch of the imagination. It's not for me, it's it's something that's been a billion done a billion times before, but it's not it's not egregious, it's not nasty, and it's not crap. So if your kids want it, buy it for them. Luckily, the only other game I've been playing uh and it actually isn't really this week, it's a week ago as I'm recording this, 
because uh, I haven't played anything all week because <laughs> I've been starting a new job and it was you know it's pretty brutal doing that. Um, but yeah, it's a game called Timberman: The Big Adventure. And yeah, you can't really work out from that what kind of game it is, but it's a platform game. It's kind of an action platformer in a way. So you pick one of two characters, a lumberjack or a bear with a with a little trucker's cap on, and a very cartoony platform game, very kind of 16-bit styled, and you uh, obviously get from one end to the other of the level. It's got a few wrinkles that, that make it stand out a bit. For a start, it's very, very pretty to look at it's nicely designed uh i like the character designs they're really good very cute very uh you know pixel styled but also fairly modern um it has its own when you're doing something of that scale with you know small sprites and cutesy characters it's hard to like stand out too much and make them too different but it's got a couple of nice little animation wrinkles that add uh, a little bit of punch and a little bit of difference which is great so it's definitely got that built in nice to look at nice to engage with the platforms themselves the platforming very good so it's absolute core best thing is that all of the platforming is fun and the physics are really good really nice you're going to be engaging with that constantly it's got to be good you've got to enjoy it and one of the things i was thinking of when i was thinking of like oh well you know what is it most rec- you know kind of take inspiration from and it kind of like if you imagine a slightly easier psycho fox if you've ever played that on the sms you know the mass system if you haven't give it a go just to see what you think of it on emulator um it's kind of like that but with better physics because there's a lot of punching (laughs) so this is the my one negative of the game right so the thesis is it seems to be that you are fighting a corporation that is trying to like strip mine your environment. Bit heavy for a little platformer, but obviously it's not like that. You're a traditional lumberjack. You do some lumberjacky stuff like cutting down trees to you know create bridges and also you can hit enemies and stuff. And these are a highly automated, you know, thuggish corporation coming in to, to just automate and strip the place. There's robots, there's their employees to fight, all that kind of stuff. That's fine, but there are, there don't seem to, unless I've got it wrong so far, uh, no power-ups. So it's a com- using a combination of your abilities that you have. And obviously you've got like, your jumps, you've got punches. Your punch also works as a dash in midair, which is good. And you know, you've got double jump from the off, which I always like. I think you know any platform game that gives you a jump should give you a du- double jump. There's just something inherently beautifully satisfying about it. There's secrets, there's... You know, like awkward spots that you have to use good timing on. But it's much more of a kind of exploratory, yeah, kind of explore the environment, interact with the environment, action platformer than it is a traditional Mario or Sonic, where it's kind of, you know, an assault course of get from one end to the other as fast and as smoothly as you can, which you'll get rewarded for. This is more of a take your time, no timer, no clock, like, you know, Mario Wonder. Um, explore the environment, hit things, explore things, discover things, pick stuff up. And yeah, so how you engage with that is going to be different for you. But I liked it. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's it's leaning more towards an action platform than it is a, a traditional Mario game. So I'm not massively far into it, but I've played it for a good couple of hours. 
And I, if for for me, it's a recommend. It's a total recommend. If you like the visual style and you want another platform game and you want to get it on the indie side of things, I'd say, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, I don't think there's a demo. I've been playing it on Steam. It's comparatively cheap. And for me, it's a double thumbs up. It's doing everything right so far. And I can't really see it dipping from this point. So absolutely perfect on Steam Deck as well. Touching on what Brad was talking about, about playing on smaller screens. Everything is scaled well. And it will run at 60 frames per second, even if you dump the the power consumption right down to 3 watts. Which means you can play it for, oh, I don't know, on your Steam Deck, probably about 3, 4, 5 hours without running out of battery. So a great one for travel as well. And you can see everything perfectly on the screen. Which I think, you know, considerations you have to, have to take into account when you're playing these things. Anyway, so there you go. So, good game. Pick it up if you like the sound of it. So of course a little bit short this week. Apologies for that. It's getting it's really hard to record at the moment. It will pick it up and get better at it in the next couple of weeks. It's our two hundredth episode next week, uh, as we record. And yeah, that will do something special for that. It'll be nice. It'll be fun. So look forward to that. And then we've got Christmas around the corner. So lots of good stuff coming up. But not a perfect time for everybody. Can be tough on the mental health. If you need any help, do consider reaching out on our discord because we will talk about all sorts of things but we will also talk about mental health and try and support as best we can there are agencies out there that can help as well samaritans which i talked about in the past who i used to volunteer for help and there are other resources online but also yeah just in general engage with our content on social media go to the website look at steam world build that brad weirdly omitted from the whole conversation after all that build up and in the meantime until the 200th episode next week Stay safe and stay sane.